Chapter 20, Dazed and Bedazzled Come on, Glory, we're going to get you fitted. Angela takes Glory by the hand and they head off to the seamstress. Angela? Yes, Glory, Angela replies, looking down at the clearly uncomfortable bee. I feel a little funny in my belly, the food one. Glory looks down at her abdomen. Oh, Glory, that's just butterflies. It will pass. Concerned, Glory looks up at Angela. I have butterflies in my belly? Laughing, Angela tries to explain. It's an expression. You feel a little nauseous and shaky? Yep. That's just nerves. It will pass. Are you frightened about flight school? Well, yeah, I think I need to take a knee, Angie. Ange? Yes, Glory. What's a butterfly? A fly and butter? That's nasty. Angela giggles as they climb up several rows of hexagon cells. Oh, right. Butterflies are beautiful, gentle creatures that are also pollinators. Here, let's go topside and see if we can spot one. Once the two reach the top of the hive, there's a small entrance to the hive. It's about one inch wide by a half an inch deep. As the two approach, Glory's eyes grow bigger and her pupils constrict a bit to adjust to the incoming light. Glory gets all excited. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's so bright. How come I've never noticed this? Wow. You've never been up this far in the hive, Glory. We purposefully don't allow you guys to go this far until you are getting ready for flight. Just as Angela and Glory reach the upper access and step to the outside, Glory grabs Angela's wing, holding on so she can acclimate herself. There's no ledge to walk out, so they have to navigate up an inch to stand on the lid of the hive box. This is so cool. From their position, they have a panoramic view of the whole apiary. They are both quiet. Glory is still holding the bottom of Angela's wing. A few minutes go by, and Angela takes a bee's knee. Pointing with one of her arms without saying a word, both catch a glimpse of a butterfly resting on the edge of a flower. Flutterby, Glory slowly utters, mesmerized and taking in all the stimulation. Butterfly, Glory, not flutterby. Being on top of the world like this brings a much clearer understanding of why she's being taught to be more aware and responsible. It's a big, big world out there. There is a lot going on. Seeing the apiary from this perspective instills an understanding in the young bee, and Angela is watching Glory take it all in. Glory didn't even notice that the anxiety she was feeling had dissipated. She has let go of Angela's wing, and once again, she has her hands folded in front of her, resting them on her abdomen. Her expression is peaceful, and there is a maturity about Glory that Angela hadn't seen in the young bee. Navigating back inside the hive, they make their way through bustling bees tasking about. As they arrive at the seamstress's cubicle, Glory notices younger bees are whispering amongst themselves, pointing at her and Angela. Glory doesn't give it a second thought until they get inside the shop. There's a little shingle hanging on a stick. It's attached with a glob of propolis. It reads, Sophia's sewing. Sophie has her wings to them, and Angela gives a little bee cough to get her attention. Swinging around, Sophie is the most glamorous bee ever. She is accessorized to the hilt. 
She's wearing a long gold and silver flowing jacket and has the brightest eyes Gloria's ever seen. She has a coif covering the top of her head. The coif matches her jacket and necklace and earrings, which are really just teeny tiny bedazzled buttons attached to the side of her head with propolis. She is the first bee Glory has ever seen wearing makeup. Bright red lips utter the words, but Glory doesn't hear a thing. She's just watching Sophia's mouth move. Glory, Glory. Angela squeezes Glory's tiny arm. Glory, this is Sophia. She's going to fit you for your flight jacket. Angela pushes Glory toward Sophia. Oh yeah, hello, hi. Sophia is unmoved by Glory's reaction to her. In a thick southern accent, she says, Hello, Glory, and welcome to my shop. The bedazzled bee rests a braceleted arm on Glory's back, ushering her to a step surrounded by a backdrop of cloth and string and leather samples. Let's get some measurements here now and stand still. Don't be all fidgety. Glory just stares at Sophia's face. She is very pretty and has a glow about her a kind of airy, eccentric glow. Angela begins to laugh, and Sophia has a cryptic smile as she measures Glory from head to toes, then from fingertips to fingertips. Not really toes and fingertips, but let's pretend she actually has fingers and toes just this once. Y'all come back in an hour, and we'll have something for you to try on. Maybe we'll have some sweet tea, too. Sophia helps Glory down the step. Miss Sophia, can I have some of that super cool bling on my coat? Glory points to some jangling accessories hanging on the backdrop. We'll see, little one. Now y'all go so I can work. Creating a masterpiece takes genius, and I can't muster my genius with you staring at me like that. Sophia laughs as the two depart. Scientifically speaking, the gap Angela and Glory exit from the top of the hive is actually a convenience some beekeepers use to save time and energy for incoming foragers. When foragers return with loads, some of them enter through this space. Instead of checking in at the landing strip, the older bees avoid long lines and navigating through the entire nest to travel up the entire hive and honey box or super. This entrance does not have guards as it is so small and obscure. Most foreign bees attempting to invade just head for the dance floor because there's much more activity down there. Honey buzz. Well, it seems clear this last couple of hours, days it seems, have helped Glory to mature a bit. So a bee's life is pretty short, about a month, and the amount of work and lessons they can master is really enormous in human time. Will Glory be able to navigate her first flight without disaster? Will Sophia trick out her flight jacket? The next chapter will be an exciting part of the adventure.